Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankford. And I'm Kim Crumley. And together we are Counselor Accents. I was trying to do accent right there. Counselor Accents. I'm really into the the Denmark accent right now. Okay. There's well, a Viking about- cruise. There's a Viking cruise commercial. And the guy, I can't even, I'm going to get it down pat so that I can reenact the the, the Denmark. Um, the guy that's the chairman of Viking, and he has this, you know, I don't know. I don't know that accent, but I'm going to do it for you at some point. Well, the fact, you and JC, my husband, you and he are both um, accent. In love? Yes. That, yes. but also accent chameleons, where you take on whatever accent you're being. Whatever accent, whatever accent, which I don't know if I told you. Well, I'm not even going to tell you this, so no, because you wouldn't let me live it down. So, uh, what? How? How is your New Year going? How's it going? You've been traveling a bit. Not me. I'm still in my hidey hole. Yes, <laughs> my COVID hidey hole. You've you've only been out of that hidey hole since um, like to go to Aska. But I had dinner with Russabella, so hey, it was worth. Name you know, drop. Wants to, name drop. He wants to go eat. I will get on the plane again. Other than that, I'm in my COVID hidey hole. Yeah. Well, I do have a traveling story. Um, I love your traveling stories. I'm living vicariously through you. Okay. We were waiting for a restaurant. You know, everywhere takes like four and a half hours to get a table. I know because they've got two people working now. Yes. And so we're very patient people and unless I'm hungry. So I had to pack a snack. But anyway, um, so we had met up with some friends who just happened to be on a trip in the same place at the same time as we were. And so we met up with them. They have four children. And let me say that he is a pastor of a church in another town and precious people. We love them. And like this. Precious, precious. Precious. They're so precious. You know, bless them, Lord. Bless them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, so we're there with the pastor from another town and their kids are angels. And yes. My kids are running around like a coconut has hit them in a head in the head. And all of a sudden I hear this familiar voice yell out, What in the are they doing over there? Please we cannot, me. we cannot air Please this. Tell me that that was not your child. It was my child. And I walked over there. I said, What did you just say? <laughs> and she looked me dead in the eyes and she repeated it. What in the are they doing over there? I said, we don't say that word. And I, I told her which word we don't say. And uh, she said, okay. And so then throughout the rest of our trip, she was trying out different words. She landed on, what in the hole are they doing over there? <laughs> the intent was the same. So I still think, you know, if the intent yeah, is. <laughs> exactly. You got your hands say, full. What in the Charlie horse were they doing over there? Like she tried all kinds of different words. <laughs> and then landed. But you know, you're with, you were really wanting to impress the pastor. That's when the kid's going to do it. You know, and you know right. that they left that dinner going. That is so, you know, they hear, you know, you know, they hear that at home. They hear yes. that at home. Pray for them. Because <laughs> that's what we would say. 
but I will say that these pastor friends of ours are real life people. Like, you know, they doubled over. They and- say it too. They say, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I'm so glad somebody's having a great life. Oh, Good it's just for you. Best. So let me tell you about our guests that we're having on today. Um, you're going to be very excited to have to talk with her. Her name is Tisha Richmond, and she wrote the book, Make Learning Magical. And if I could remind you, we wrote an article in ASCA called Movement, Music, and Magic. And we spoke at ASCA about movement, music, and magic. And so I found her book after we did our session. And really, I wish we had found it before because we could have just yeah. read straight from it the book or I would yeah. have had her and dropped you and that like a hot awesome. potato yes so I'm so, excited yeah, I'm excited yeah jinx let's let her in all right sounds good let her into the studio please don't embarrass me she's in the so green weird. room oh hey, she isn't she adorable too. oh my goodness oh, so cute <laughs> I'm so excited that we finally get to chat. <laughs> Laura has been so excited to have you on because she says you're our people, Aww. meaning you like to add a little extra oomph into Aww. everything you do. I well, I do. I can tell already that you're my people. So Aww. that's so 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 honored to be a part of your podcast and to meet you both. This will be fun. Yes, yes. thank you for being on. Absolutely. So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, what you do. Yes, absolutely. So I am Tisha Richmond and I live in Southern Oregon. So the very bottom of the state, right over the California border. And I have been in education a little over 25 years. Most of those years have been in family and consumer science and career and technical education as a culinary teacher, had a little bit of interior design in that as well, which was super fun to teach. And then the last four years, I have been in a central office role. And my position has been a little different each year. The last three years, my title is tech integration specialist. And this year it has morphed a little bit to student engagement and professional development specialist, which really kind of encompasses the same area. It just, I think, is more of a perspective shift where I'm not just the how to do tech and how to integrate it into instruction, but how can we really amplify learning and empower our students? And sometimes that involves technology and sometimes it doesn't. And so it has been a a journey, an adventure, especially the last four years, the last two years as we have navigated this pandemic and and how we've had to shift so much to bring technology into our our classrooms and learning, whether that's remote or in a brick and mortar classroom. Uh, it's, it's It's been a wild ride, but I absolutely love what I do. I'm passionate about education and it's just so wonderful to be connected with people across the world. I mean, it's, I've learned so much just from engaging in conversations like this because we are all better together. Absolutely. And, and I think that is one of the great things that came out of this. Gosh, I, I hate to even say anything good 
comes out of it. But, you know, I guess when life gives you lemons, find the lemonade or make lemonade, not find the lemonade, make lemonade. (laughs) And it has opened up, and Laura and I were talking about this earlier today, just talking about something totally different, but just how our worlds have opened up. Um, You know, people, we're just more, we see now that we can um, get to know people and work with one another, collaborate with one another all across the world. And so that has been a good thing, you know, so I knew it was coming, but it's been sped up. I think it has, it has, you know, and that's really part of my story back in 2014, kind of, I talk about that in my book about how I was at this point in education where I was just burnt out. I was dreaming about, Oh, I want to, you know, become a barista and perfect the art of making a latte and like just concentrate on making that pretty foam on top of my, you know, on top of lattes. And it, it, it's kind of funny to talk about now, but it really was where I was at. I was just like, I just don't know that I can do this anymore. And that year I really started to discover that there was this world beyond my little district in Southern Oregon. You know, I knew that, but really to open up my world to this professional learning network of educators from across the world that could look at education maybe a little differently than I did and help me see things in a new way and and realize that, you know, just because I'm a culinary arts teacher, that doesn't mean that I can only learn from other culinary arts teachers. I can learn from counselors and from ELA teachers and PE teachers and science teachers and administrators, and I can take some of the things that they're doing and bring that into my world and make it my own. And it really completely changed my educational journey. And I just became so inspired and challenged to make learning the best that it can possibly be for the students that I serve. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, my eyes were opened up to that. And I think about the parallels right now where it's different. Like when I was burnt out on education, I was not in the middle of a pandemic, right? There's a lot of differences with that scenario back when I was burnt out in education and the ones, the scenario that, that educators are facing today in this pandemic. But I know that a huge part of me finding that joy and passion for education again was really finding that network and that to realize I wasn't alone. Like I did not need to live in a silo. I didn't need to only connect and communicate with the people that were surrounding me in my physical space. I could find my people right beyond. And it just, it was so life-giving to me. And I love that now more and more educators are finding that too, finding that there are people beyond their physical space that they can connect with and be inspired by and challenged by. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You were ahead of this curve that a lot of people now are falling into of, of this open opening up of, of uh, getting to know people and collaborating with people. But that's interesting that you were out of gas and you just got like you were, you were toward the end. And, and I think people are really going to, I know listeners can, that can resonate because you get to that point where um, 
you know, you are dreaming of, of that foam. Just, just, if I could just do, you know, something that I can control or, you know, different, that's, that's not so stressful maybe. So I think a lot of people can, can relate to that, but sometimes it's just being re-inspired or reinventing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you stayed in education and, and you decided to write this book, right? Or is that how that happened? Right. Well, it's just, it's been this wild chain of events and connections. You know, it really was in that year, that same year that I was thinking about leaving education, that this set of iPads came into my classroom. It was a set of iPads I really didn't want at the time. (laughs) It was a regional grant that we received. All the culinary teachers in my region were bringing these iPads into our classrooms. And it would have been probably a really exciting thing for most teachers. But at the point I was in my educational journey, it was just another thing that was overwhelming. And I didn't know what to do with them. I had an iPad of my own, but that was totally different than bringing an iPad into a culinary arts hands-on classroom. And I didn't know what to do, but part of that funding was to get training. And so I went to this conference. It was an innovation conference. It was in Austin, Texas. And at this conference, they were sharing out all of these amazing things that you could do in education. And I was just completely blown away. I didn't realize these things existed. And most of it was revolved around technology, but there were some things that didn't, like sketchnoting. I had never heard of sketchnoting before. I had never heard of the term gamification before. These were all totally new concepts to me. And then in addition to that, at this conference, people were sharing out Twitter handles. And I thought, what? Like, what is this? Like, I didn't realize that Twitter was used in education. I thought it was kind of silly. Like, people just shared out what they ate for breakfast. Like, educators use Twitter. And it was just a new concept for me. And so, you know, through that experience of of seeing what was possible, seeing that there was all of these things in education that I hadn't even heard of or tapped into, and then realizing that these social spaces were being used to connect and collaborate. It was just kind of like this light bulb moment, like, wow, there is something here that is exciting to tap into. And so when I came home from that conference that summer, I started to follow people on Twitter. I started to take some of these apps and these different ideas, things like gamification that I had heard about at this conference. And I started to process that and think about, okay, what could this look like in my classroom? How could I start following these educators and and paying more attention to what they're doing and then bring that into my world. And so that just, it lit a fire in me. It, It sparked this little bit of excitement. And I went back that fall and I started to try some of the things. And I ended up going to another conference. It was kind of a, another part of the story is that being on Twitter, I entered a contest to go to this conference called uh, Miami Device in Miami, Florida. And I won. I won this contest. And I went to this other innovation conference. And it was at that conference that I really connected with educators that really became part of my professional learning network. They were 
I went to dinner with them and we talked and we can, we stayed connected after the conference. And that just kind of took that journey to another level. And it was actually at that conference, I met an educator by the name of Michael Matera. And Michael was not an author at the time. He is now, uh, but he was really into gamification. And he actually was facilitating a session at that conference on gamification. And I didn't go to it. I happened to connect with him in a lunch line and he was talking about a session that I just missed. And I was so intrigued by this idea of bringing gamification into your classroom. And I thought, you know, I love to do little chop challenges and things like that with my students. This whole idea of layering those concepts and ideas over an entire semester of content, like was just mind blowing. And so after that conference, I stayed connected with him that next year, he wrote a book called Explore Like a Pirate. It was all on gamification. And I started playing around with these ideas of gamification in my own class. And it just, I mean, it just shows how one thing leads to another, but each one of those things was this kind of step of courage for me. Um, It was a, a step out out of my comfort zone. These were all things that I was not at all comfortable with, but I was curious and I was intrigued on how, how could this change what learning look like for my students? How could I create a learning environment that's not just engaging for my kids, but it's empowering for my kids? And, you know, there's a lot of fails. There's a lot of things that totally flopped and that I that I either reiterated or threw away altogether. There were definitely moments in that journey where I was like, these iPads, I just want to toss them because I'm, I'm done. Like this is frustrating because I was at that point in my journey, though I was a burnt out educator, I was pretty dialed in. Like I had, I had a routine. I had a flow of the way that my classroom looked and it was working fairly well. I was a little bored. I was disenchanted with education, but it was, it was working okay. And I had routines and procedures that uh, for the most part were effective. And so to disrupt that and to upset that those routines and procedures was um, super scary and super uncomfortable, but I started to notice a shift in how my students were responding And I started to notice that students were beginning to own their learning and they were having fun learning. There was joy in learning. And that to me was exciting. And even though the learning wasn't perfect, my teaching wasn't perfect, it was was changing the dynamic of my classroom and I couldn't get enough of it. I thought, wow, like I just want to... I just want to continue to rethink what learning looks like and continue to try new things because it's it's making a difference. It really is making a difference. And my joy for teaching and learning was starting to return. I was starting to get excited about teaching and learning again. And I think that that is a contagious thing. When you are yeah. joyful and you experience that for yourself, then it's like, it sprinkles out on everybody around you, right? And so that started happening as well. 
that's what I was thinking as I was listening to your story. Um, it seems like you were making learning magical, but you were making teaching magical again too, just in what you were doing. Yeah, it it did. I mean, it really shifted the way that I looked at teaching. Yeah. And it, yeah, absolutely. I think that really that's the beginning, right? Like when you can start shifting and make your teaching magical, then it that's the catalyst for magical learning to happen with your students. It's a really, um, I think, a good point and something that's important for us all, all to think about um, as teachers is that that shift in how students learn starts with us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I want to hear more about the book. And uh, but first, I just want to 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 talk about a little bit about. Um, and and I think Laura and I have had a couple of aha moments. Your aha moment, I totally could feel that because I know those aha moments. We've had those aha moments where it's kind of shakes what you thought you knew, and you're like this is there's there's more here and i think um you know for us realizing that education sometimes is the very last institutional to pick up on where kids are at the moment mm-hmm. and you know when we really started to look at um how what where kids are going now as far as their future what it may or may not look like in the future what they're doing now and um, what they want to do now mm-hmm. and that we have all these opportunities. And uh, so I think for us, that was a big aha moment and being very intentional about preparing in a way that was memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that's plugged in and sometimes that's unplugged, as you said. So um you know, I think when you, when you realize I've been doing, like you said, those routines and procedures, they can work mm-hmm. and you think you're really getting somewhere, but you can get so much further. And it sounds like that's what your book may inspire others. So tell us a little bit about the premise of, or, or some of the chapters or some of, some of the book. Yeah, absolutely. So Make Learning Magical is really my manifesto. It's how I went from an educator that was burnout, ready to make lattes, to being an educator that's more passionate about education than I've ever been. And so the the story kind of starts out there. And then what it does is it breaks down magical into an acronym. And so the M starts for memorable beginnings. A is for authenticity and agency. She is for gamified experiences. I is for innovation. C is for creativity, collaboration, and curiosity. A is for authentic audience. And L is for legacy. And in each of those, so each of those letters is really a chapter of my book. And really, when I thought about that, that word, magical, I was really trying to think about what what are the components that really changed what my classroom looked and felt like? Like, what were those things? And I started really thinking about it. 
And those were the areas that really, really changed and transformed my classroom into one that, you know, students were, were once engaged in, like they were learning, but it shifted from not just being engaged in learning, but being empowered in learning and really owning it. And so I wrote the book really with all educators in mind. I was a family and consumer science CTE teacher. And so some of the examples that I share in my book are, you know, they're from that lens because that's what I taught. But I really wanted to write it for all educators, um, educators that really were looking to find ways to create a magical learning experiences uh, experience for students. And so I, I, um, I, I hope that all educators can connect with some of those stories and, and some of those things that I experienced um, as a teacher. And I hope that, that for some educators, it might be just something that helps maybe be that catalyst to become joyful about teaching again, because I know right now, especially uh, it's hard. I am in a district um, that the teachers are, they're struggling. It's been so, so long and, and so, and so difficult over the past two years and the obstacles and the challenges that they've experienced is, is, is wild. And so, um, you know, I'm, I hope that I hope that the book resonates with with others and they can find a little bit of joy in this in this teaching and educational journey that we're all on. I think they will. And Laura and I have talked about about just the thing that you're saying about educators. I have heard so many people that come to me as a school counselor and adults and they're ready for a change and you know it's almost um, like reevaluating what we're doing and some people are ready for a change. And so sometimes it doesn't have to be a complete change. It could just be, you know, and, and we want educators to say in education. So if this book helps reinvent or inspire, you know, and, and I tell people to look past just what you're doing, because you can feel like you're just in this vacuum and um, that's when Laura and I got together is when we decided there is more that, that what we're doing here, there's more that out there. And it was like a shot in the arm for us to reinvent ourselves and to look like it, you know, we can help in a bigger space. And it sounds like, you know, that's what you're doing. And a lot of people need to look at that and say, you know, maybe it's not time to throw in the towel, but to re look at what I'm doing. Right. Well, that that really was the reason why I wanted to write it is I just wanted to make a difference in some way. I mean, I I definitely um, changed the trajectory of my journey, you know, by just connecting with my professional learning network, stepping out and trying new things and and building my courage and all of those experiences have led me to where I'm at. And I just want to bring hope to others. You know, this education is an amazing profession to be in, but it's not an easy one. 
there's a lot of, um, a lot of stressors. It's hard, hard work. And so I, I hope to bring joy and hope to others for sure. I know as a counselor reading your book, um, I think educators are just creative people in general. I think we have to be, but what your book did for me, and I can imagine it doing for other people is, um, I guess when you are inspired by a creative person or by creativity, then it becomes contagious. And so your creativity and your ideas started sparking ideas for me, even though we're school counselors and you're talking about chopped and, you know, things that you did um, in your classroom, there were still things that I took away and I was like, oh my goodness, we can do that. That would be, we could do that. So um, what have you seen since writing your book? What sort of things have people mentioned to you or like what other ideas have, have you had since the book? Yeah, well, I love, I mean, gosh, it brings so much joy to my heart when uh, an educator will reach out and say that they've read it and and say that they are trying some of those things in their classroom. And, and what you said is what brings me the most joy when something that I shared is something that just sparks an idea and launches them in their own journey, right? Because we do need each other and we each have our own magic. I share that all the time. We have a magic that's all our own. And so my magic is not going to be your magic or, you know, not going to be the next person's magic, but maybe something in the magic that worked for me will spark the magic in you. And that is amazing because none of us have the exact you know, situation. We, we're not in the same schools. We have different students, even from semester to semester. I had a completely different group of students and some things worked one semester and I had to iterate and change for the next semester. So it was never the same. And so um, just hearing from other educators that are trying some of these ideas, whether it's around gamification or maybe it's different ways to spark creativity in their students and have them demonstrate their learning in new ways, whether it's just getting them excited about connecting with a professional learning network. For me, it was Twitter, but it may not be Twitter for somebody else. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's a Facebook community. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that you are connecting with others. And, um, you know, I am continuously inspired and challenge to to learn new things and bring in new ideas. And so many that have connected with me through the book, I've been inspired by them. And I look at the things they're doing and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Like my mind is absolutely blown. And um, you know, it's it's true. We all we all are better together. I say that over and over again, but it's it's so true. And as a as an educational community, there's no end to the possibilities that we can provide for students when we can share share the things that we're doing with each other, and um, it's it's really exciting. It's an exciting time oh, to be in education. Really, it's a difficult time to be in education, but it's also a really exciting time. You're you're right. It is exciting because yeah. things are changing every second. And uh, so, what's next? What's the next book for you? Oh my you got goodness. any ideas up there in that in your head? What what are you thinking? 
I don't know. You know, I, of course, I'm always thinking about writing and, and thinking about, you know, thinking about what's next. And I don't know that I have an exact book in my mind. I just am so enjoying this journey and where it's taken me. I now am at a district level and I've had an opportunity to zoom out, out of my culinary arts classroom and see education from a completely different perspective. I get to see education um, from the administrator point of view. I'm able to see education in elementary. I'm able to see education at middle school and high school. I've had an opportunity to you know, connect with amazing educators from around uh, the world through through my own podcast, through webinars and things. And so I just love that my perspective just keeps, um, you know, broadening. Like I'm able to really um, continually grow. And I think sometimes it's the more you learn, the more you realize how much more there is to learn. Like there's there's so many yes, different, yeah. you know, parts of education to get excited about. And so I don't know. The answer is I'm not sure what's next. I'm That's exciting, though. Yeah, it is. And uh, I will say, Laura and I, one of the first podcasts that we ever did was with a, uh, she came to my school and she was from Sweden, Laura. Oh, oh, yeah. She was from Sweden and she came to my school to learn more about gamification. And that's when I realized really worldwide how big that that was, especially in other countries sometimes like Sweden. And so that was a really big thing and for her and she wanted to uh to to come into America and watch that in action and that we we have we have that going on in our school is the gamification and if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about you need to look into that because it is it can be a game changer for a lot of but we did lose that podcast uh we, that never aired did it Laura no it didn't we did uh spend some time with her and talked to her about some things going over over there in in her country and uh that was really when i realized that gamification was a um it was a big deal yeah we learned we learned some more about that from her so that's exciting yeah uh, but yeah reaching out and making those networks across the, the there are there are these people like yourself that uh, get out of the box and that's when it gets fun when you really say, should I? And then you say, well, yeah, why not? Let's <laughs> why do not? this. Let's go for this. So uh, let's go to Miami <laughs> and, and, right. and meet people. And sometimes it just takes getting making those new uh, friends. And especially when you do that in a worldwide level or a, or a national at least level, mm-hmm. not everybody thinks the way you think, right. or d- does things the way that you do them. And and that's when you it really gets fun and interesting. So yeah. thank you for inspiring us and giving us that shot in the arm. And our listeners, we're going to link the book. And what else, Laura? What else? Yes. Uh, do you have a preference on how they purchase your book? Uh, the best place to find it is on Amazon. But if you go to Dave Burgess Consulting Incorporated, I think it's uh, DaveBurgessConsulting.com, I think. <laughs> I think that's the, the URL. 
Um, you can search my book and then you'll actually get a little um, free um, clip, like a little snippet of my book that you can read before you decide to purchase. If you want to kind of try it out and see what it's all about, uh, you might want to check it out there first. And then there's a link to Amazon uh, from that site that you can purchase it if you would like to. Well, and I just want to say that it's full of ideas. Our, our listeners love like the toolbox type ideas where you can take it and implement it in your school. And what this book has are not only those ideas, but also the story to go with it. And I just, it was an easy read. I loved just the personal aspect of it and how you shared so much of like real life in there with it. And so I would encourage everyone to go purchase this book. It was very good. Thank you so much. That just means the world. I really, really appreciate it. It's been so fun to talk to you both. I've enjoyed this so much. Yes, it's been great. Thank you for coming on. Maybe we'll get to meet in person one day. Yes, if you're in Alabama or if we go to Oregon, I I can just pick out an outfit right now in my brain of what that would look like if I was going to Oregon. I would love to go to Alabama. I have some distant family in Alabama. In fact, have you guys have, but you, you know what a butternut, butternut flavoring, butternut cake? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, that's like my, that's our family birthday cake and it originated from a family recipe. And so we get the, the butternut because you can't really find it here, the butternut flavoring. So we order it. I think it's Watkins. Um, yes. Yes. And so we order that and that is the only flavoring, the only kind of birthday cake we ever have in our family is the butternut cake. Well, I really want one of these butternut cakes now. Talk <laughs> about that. So There's that the sounds best. good. They're the best. That sounds good. Thank you for being on. Yes, and thank we you appreciate so it. Thank you so much. Well, I know I'm going to be getting me a copy or... You won't, you never let me borrow anything from you because sometimes it doesn't get returned. So I'll well, buy it's my own not copy. That it's that I usually purchase online versions from something called the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. And so it's very difficult. You're not even talk to me. I buy Audible and Kindle, and you are off on some kind of third party crap site. I don't don't even, talk to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even either. I don't either. I've had a long day at school and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore but wow she was really good she immediately started speaking our language didn't she she did yeah she was passionate inspiring and just as an interesting uh how she was very close to just giving up in these ipads that she didn't want it's just amazing how one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing and you know I have been there. I so get it. And I think educators everywhere get that, you know, it's just one more thing. And it's funny because just today I saw a Facebook post where a news reporter from our local news channel in, you know, close to where we live, um, they were asking for people who were either close to quitting their job or had just quit their job. And somebody commented and said, why do you want to talk to people who quit their job? And she said, she quoted the statistic and said, statistics show that like 70 to 80% of people are either quitting or have thought very seriously about quitting their job. 
And I just want to talk to them and find out what's behind that. And, and I can attest to that. I told you, remember, I said, what's yeah. going on? They're coming in one after the other. Yes. And uh, adults it, like, and, and a lot of them have made those changes and, yeah. and a lot of them have, have, have made career changes are, you know, like one of my best friends and it's not you, Laura, that I'm talking about. Well, I'm hurt. What? She's going to come one more week and she's going home. She's not yeah. even finishing out the year. So, and she's wonderful, but you know, it, it's just whatever we've all gone through, it is causing us to rethink what our future, what we want our future to be. And, and I do think in education, it has been really difficult for educators. And I think they're, I think, I think we're tired, you know, I yeah. think that we're tired and I hope that this podcast helps, you know, I hope we bring laughter to people and that, you know, inspiration are, you know, advocate for school counselors and educators because we believe in it. And, you know, we want to get through this together. Well said. There's really nothing yeah. else I can add to that. That was perfect. I know. You can't be funny when I'm being no. so. I don't know. I don't know. Why what am I being? You? Okay. Now you're taking it too far. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, Laura, I would like to say that we have a new product that I, is it Hawk or is it Hawk? I'm going to hawk the wares. Does it matter? Because you're going to say what you want to say anyway. I'm going to say I'm going to hawk my wares. Okay. And I don't really know if that sounds, I don't know how that sounds, how that's coming across, but, um, you and I both use, we have a bulletin board full of clip art, uh, clipboards, just good old fashioned clipboards. And on each clipboard is things that students might come in and have an issue with. And sometimes it's, it's not life shattering or life altering, but it, 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 a student just needs to a place to, to calm down. And we don't, maybe we're even with, with somebody else and they're needing an issue, you know, whatever, but so we have I these clips. May I take mm -hmm. it to another level? And this is okay. my sometimes incompetence as a counselor. When people come to me and they say, I'm having trouble with friends, I do what I like to call deer in the headlights counseling, where I look at them and, <laughs> and think, what do I do? Who am I? How do I do my Who job? Especially after, I don't know, let's say an extended break. I'm or like, I've had a big candy bar and then I'm like, too. I'm zoned or, out. I don't know. How about any day, Monday through Friday, you just never know when it might you hit just you. never know when the you are just fresh out of ideas. Or a so, teacher can come to you and say, yeah you know, I'm having trouble with tattling or whatever. Uh, it's great to have these clipboards hanging on the wall, labeled anger, labeled bullying, labeled friendship, labeled what have you. And so we have had several people ask because they've saw these on our walls before and have asked us um, about them. So we have put them on TPT and uh, I think that'd be helpful. I think it's something that would be helpful. Yes. And yeah, we've had lots of people ask. Um, and I know they help me every day. I've had them up there for two years and they help me pretty much every day, really. So yeah. anyway, yeah. like you said, we are putting that out on our teachers pay teachers store. 
So go check it out. We had a lot of requests for that. Um, I shared it on our social media, I think last spring, and we had lots of people saying, where can I get this? How can I get this? And so here you go. You can go check it out now and uh, see what you think. Speaking of our social media, you can follow us on Facebook. You can join our Instagram. Um, You can join our email group so that you will not miss an email from us. Um, And then don't forget to go on to our social media and drop some of your ideas on our social media posts about uh, school counseling hacks that we have going on. Drop us an idea and be entered into a drawing for the book 50 plus uh, tech tools for school counselors by our friends, Steve Sharp and Angela Cleveland. And we will send you that book if we draw your name. Have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. It went on and on. I just zoned out. Like I went, like I was gone. So whatever you said, I'm sure was fine. Okay. Well, I hope you guys have listened more intently than Kim did. Have a good week.